You're listening to Backbone, a podcast by the BF Goodrich Garage. I'm your host, Andrew Huang. Now, BF Goodrich Tires doesn't really need an introduction. Everything about this brand is iconic, from radial TAs to all-terrains to championship wins in Baja. But BFG is about more than just tires. Because as good as those tires are, BFG's legacy was built by people. On this season of Backbone, we'll be talking to the people whose grit, guts, and gumption have defined this brand and continue to do so. Backbone is dedicated to the enthusiast community, the builders, racers, and gearheads that put their lives and reputations in the hands of BFG rubber. Let's dive in. In this episode, we'll be talking with Charlene Bauer and Sarah Price. You might notice this lineup is all women, and there's a reason for that. As it turns out, there's no gender requirement for being an enthusiast. Horsepower, sticky rubber, and playing in the dirt, those are universal loves. But sometimes, it can be intimidating to break into existing enthusiast groups. How do you start? Where do you go? Who do you look to? These women are here to talk about their own journeys, their passions, and the ways they're pushing the automotive world forward. Let's start with Charlene. Hi, I'm Charlene Bauer, owner of Bauer Motorsports Media and Ladies Off-Road Network. And I have been associated with BFG as a performance team member for about seven years now, seven or eight years now, but have only driven on BFG since I can honestly remember. My career dates back now actually 25 years of working in the off-road industry. I was one of the lucky ones that was born into off-roading. My dad was a motorcycle racer. And then as kids came along, he went into jeeping. Him and my mom got into jeeping. And then as our legs got long, we got kicked out of the jeep and we all got back onto dirt bikes. I think the biggest part of off-roading that appealed to me was the way my parents offered it to us. It was family vacations. It was amazing places. They took us to Colorado, to Moab, on the Rubicon. As a kid, we had no idea the opportunities that we were given, my brother and I. But now looking back as an adult, it's like, wow, you know, we had so many opportunities given to us that were amazing. And, you know, sometimes it was on dirt bikes and sometimes it was on Jeeps. It just kind of depended on the the element and the atmosphere, but I never, so it was really the family aspects and I always love being part of it. I always love being, having the challenge. Uh, The dirt biking part to me was always a lot of fun. It was always the challenge being with the group, going out and doing things. That early introduction to the off-road lifestyle carried over into her working life. So my very first job out of high school was actually changing motorcycle tires at a motorcycle shop. And it's kind of funny because who knew that so much longer later, tires would become such an important role in my life again. But that was my very first job. It's an interesting moment to you. And I didn't realize this till about maybe five years later that I was the first girl they had ever hired at this motorcycle shop. So I wasn't really hired to change tires. It was a vetting process. And the whole deal was with them hiring me as I had to go through the exact same vetting process that all the guys did, all the, all the kids coming out of high school had to. And so I did it. 
and I made my way through changing tires, which was actually really cool because I was changing them on a stand instead of on a bucket in my front yard. And that was what started my career in the off-road industry. Charlene figured out that her path forward wasn't necessarily in a garage. There were other aspects of the off-road world where she could contribute. What do I want to do when I grow up? And I knew that me being a mechanic was not my livelihood, legitimately. You know, it is for some, but it wasn't my deal. So what I decided to spend time on was how to use my laptop, was how to use my camera, was how to turn these tools into a very lucrative business, but more importantly, me becoming an expert at using them so that then when I do go out on the trails, when I did turn into what ultimately became Bauer Media, those tools, those skills really became of value where I can have somebody else help me with the mechanics side. You know, as I said, like, sure, I can get away with it, but there's definitely much, much better mechanics and fabricators than I am by like hands down, not even a, not even a conversation about it. Wrenching might not be Charlene's biggest strength, but she's more than capable of doing something else critical to the community. Storytelling. So that's where I've come in and that's where I've been very lucky to be able to tell everybody's story and have the tools to do that. So yes, I work with companies, racers, and events and get behind the scenes, help them tell their story, help them market their brand, help the racers understand how to be sponsored and how to give back to their com- the companies that are helping them, help the, the uh, companies go out and be successful at events and events be successful attracting racers and companies. It really is a big triangle when you put it all together. So it's been a lot of fun being able to tell these stories, just like on this awesome podcast, you know, being able to tell this story. These outlets are amazing and we have so much technology now that we get to have fun with. The other piece of preserving the stories with the community is making sure that we have a history in the off-road world. The off-road world has so many amazing people in it. And with that, it's creating the history. Um, We have the Off-Road Motorsports Hall of Fame that's really working forward with trying to preserve that history as well. So being able to build that, no matter if you're new to the industry or you've been around for a long time, getting that story going, I think is really important. After spending a couple of decades working in the industry, Charlene started looking at how else she could use her gift for storytelling. This, in part, stemmed from a simple question. Where were other women enthusiasts? I had no perception. You know, of course, there was no girls riding in Supercross at the time, but there still aren't. So, you know, we don't really have a lot going on there. There was women's classes in motocross, just as there is today. So, um... Was there as many women's lines of clothing then as there is today? No, but there was. So it's not like the industry hadn't hadn't, mm, focused on the women yet. They just, I don't know, where were they, right? And this was the big challenge of the last 20 plus years is, all right, ladies, we know you're out there, but where are you? And what are you doing? And why are you doing what you're doing? As one of the few visible women in the industry, Charlene has had to fight to be recognized and respected as a legitimate contributor. She'll admit that not all of her experiences with men and women in the industry have been good, but those experiences also drove her to create something that focuses on being supportive. Ladies Off-Road Network.
Ladies Offer Network is a safe space for women internationally to get education online, on in hand, um, any different way to get education and learn. It's also a very safe space to participate in adventures, whether it's a trip that we put on or if it's even going to King of the Hammers where we have, quote, a safe camp. So you're kind of on your own, but at least you can come and hang out. And it's also a network of women, not only in the off-road scene, but maybe in a day-to-day world too. We've had some really amazing friendships create themselves over the last few years. The friendships that Ladies Off-Road Network cultivates, the opportunities for adventure, learning, and growth, the enthusiasm and passion for off-roading, all these things are a part of the greater story of the off-road community. That's why Charlene encourages anyone who is a part of Ladies Off-Road Network to share. I think it's really important to tell everybody's stories, and these stories are so worth telling because everybody has their own journey. Everybody has their own path. Everybody has their own element. Everybody has their own thing that triggered them to start and triggered them to continue. And why I encourage everybody to tell their story is because you have no idea how your story is going to impact somebody else. There may be something that I say today on this podcast that impacts somebody that says, you know what, bam, I'm going to go do what I've always wanted to do. And I'm, and who knows if that happens or not. But if we don't get these stories out there, if, if we don't talk about the struggle, if we don't talk about the, the, the highs and the lows and everything else in the middle, uh, everybody thinks it's just like Facebook where we're Facebook famous and have all these fancy pictures. And <laughs> there's a lot more to the story than just that. Ladies Off-Road Network is a great gateway for those who are just starting to explore off-roading, as well as a great place to continue growing that passion. But what about women at the pointy end of the spear, the ones who are in the spotlight, at the pinnacle of the sport? Well, former X Games medalist and desert racer Sarah Price knows a little something about that. So my name is Sarah Price. I'm a professional off-road racer, and I race in the RPM four-wheel parts trophy truck spec truck in the score series. I've been with BFG... um, I want to say my first ever car I ever ridden in when I was a baby and couldn't even speak had BFGs on it. So going on a personal level my whole life. Um, and then now they are a family and team partner of mine racing alongside with me. For Sarah, becoming a racer was a foregone conclusion. Oh, man. So it's been in my blood. Like I said, my dad's race, my brother's race. Uh, I got into racing. And it's just that the determination you have to have to succeed at it is something that you just, you can't get anywhere else. It is an addiction and it is just like a drug and it's just amazing. Um, I absolutely just, I fall in love with it and, uh, you know, it, it goes into every aspect of your life in order to do well at it. You, you can't, if you, you know, like racing motocross, if I miss the gym one day or I miss going to the track for a week, like it showed in my riding. And so you really had to be on your tip top in order to do well and be competitive. But uh, yeah, it was a whole family sport for me. And turning to two wheels to four wheels and going into a stunt career, it was just, it's been a wild ride, but I'm so just, it's just awesome. It's just the adrenaline of it. I fiend for it. Most people don't race just to have fun. They race to win. Sarah, as a relative newcomer, has had to adapt to racing in the desert. 
I think it depends. There's two ways you can come into it. So in off-road racing, it's a lot of patience. It's a lot of being smooth and correcting when uh, crazy little things happen on the, the fly because no race is ever perfect, let me tell you. No race is ever perfect. And so you got to be on your A game in order to be, you know, run a smooth race and not have issues and not have uh, little things that a driver air could help with. And um, so, yeah, the driver, you definitely, you got to be smooth. You got to be level headed. You got to be collected. And the hardest thing we found was in desert racing, it's about endurance. So I came from short course and motocross where once that you take off that starting line, you're pinned all the way until the checkered. Well, in off-road racing, you kind of have to play the smart game and the smooth game over just being the fast game. And so it was the hardest thing for me and my navigator, Erica, to uh, figure out what the correct speed was to be in a, a top position. And so we were either going too fast and then having issues, or we were going too slow and we were like, dang it, we're going too slow. So it took us a while to figure out the speed that we needed to be to win. And uh we still haven't got that win, but we've gotten second a lot. <laughs> our consistency, yeah, our consistency is unreal, let me tell you. But, oh man, we're so ready not to be first losers anymore. Even so, consistent podium finishes bode well for the future of Sarah's race program. Uh, being consistent, I feel like, speaks higher volumes and um, is harder to achieve especially in off-road racing it's so easy to have a dnf or not finish and it's me and erica we never ever give up and it's shown and our consistency is is pretty unreal really and so we're, we're proud of it we uh we've been so close to that win i'm ki- i'm like not even kidding you after 11 hours and 30 minutes we're only four minutes off the win each time <laughs> Those consistent podiums have been key to earning respect in a sport where the top drivers are mostly male. Being a female in a male-dominated sport, you know, there's always the first impression. You know, you, you walk up to the gate or the starting line and they're like, oh, look at here's the chick, you know. But one thing I've realized is the harder I've worked and the better I've done, and I've always been a pretty quiet person. I've never been a boastful person. And so I just kind of let my results do the talking. And it's pretty cool to kind of see how people change their perspective on you is when they see you putting your head down and putting in the hard work and getting the results, they have no choice but to look at you as a racer as well. Um, it's not a female, you're not a male. It's just, it, it's, there's no segregating of it. It's just when the helmet goes on, you're a racer. It's about legitimacy, about experience. You're unproven until you're not, regardless of if you're a woman or a man. If you're a new person, they're like, oh, like, okay, where'd he come from? What's his knowledge? And when we're racing cars and trucks like this, like to be competitive, your machine has to be in tip top and you have to have the knowledge. And, you know, a lot of time that comes from dealing with someone who's experienced or you're being experienced. So it's, um, you know, you kind of figure out their background and, you know, if you offer a lending hand too. And, uh, you know, it's really hard to hop into the sport and be at the tip top from the very beginning without all the um, the little fine tunes that you have to kind of put into it and the experience that comes that comes with time. In that sense, Sarah is paying her dues. I have worked my butt off to show that I put in the hard work, you know, and, and I actually have a navigator that's also female, Erica Sachs, and we've been in it all the way from the beginning. Like when I was racing short course, she was on my headset calling out turns and stuff like that for me. 
And so the one thing that people doubted us about was being able to change one of those big old 40 BFDs because they're so heavy, you know, you're on a big truck now. And that was the one thing I was like, you know what, we're going to do a video and we're going to show them how fast we could change this tire before anyone can say anything. And we totally did that. And we have it down to under three minutes and that's in a competition setting. And after that, no one had anything to say. <laughs> and so uh, we were super stoked on that. And, uh, you know, I, I think we're kind of, we put ourselves in a position to pave the way, I guess, for other females to kind of look up to like, no, don't let them say that that's not able to happen just because you're smaller or you're not as strong. Like we have leverage, we have teamwork, we have all these things against us that are that, you know, that we can leverage to, to be better and smarter. Sarah and her co-driver are seeing some of their strategies influence other racers. We work together a lot more on projects or like, let's say if something happens to the truck, it's not just one of us getting out, which most of the time it is. Only the co-driver gets out. The driver stays in the truck. Well, me and Erica, we both know we're both getting out together. And honestly, a lot more people are doing it in off-road, which is really cool to see. You see the driver and the navigator getting out at the same time. And I feel like that's truly how it should be. Like, why not have an extra set of hands? Smarter, not harder, I guess, is kind of what we're doing. And we're taking a little bit of the load off each other. At the end of the day, consistently good performance trumps relying on luck. And the work Sarah and her co-driver have put in shows up on the podium. I don't even consider like being a female uh, factor. And I don't think any of our competition does as well. Like It's pretty cool because we've gotten to a point where we've earned the respect of like, oh, crap. Sarah and Erica showed up, we better bring her A game. And that's exactly the, you know, competition I want. I don't want them to be like, oh, the girls are here again. And, you know, that's the one thing that's awesome about our series in class is that we're all really close and they have so much respect for us and what we're doing and it shows. And so it's pretty cool. Like we don't get looked at as the chicks. We get looked at as a, as a legit competitor. And yeah, like that's what I worked my whole life for. And I'm super stoked. I never would have thought I'd be in the position I'm in racing anyways. And the fact that we're doing as well as we're doing, it's just even better. But we also want to win. So we're we're not we're not totally, you know, satisfied because we want that W, but <laughs> we're grateful. Even as Sarah is starting to enjoy success in her driving career, she's keen to see the sport grow, to see new fresh faces on the race course. I always welcome anyone new to the sport with our open arms and you know, it's already hard to get there. And so someone's showing up and doing it, you know, I'm so pumped for them just to be out there with us. But she's aware just getting a start in off-road racing is daunting. I think it is um, figuring out how to get started in it. You know, there's intimidation factor of like, well, I don't know how to get started in this. I don't know how to build a car. I don't know where to go. I don't know uh, who to talk to. And I get questions like that all the time on my social media. And it only takes getting out there and doing it in a little way and just getting to network and see it and be around it and be involved in it. And then you just go from there and you build off of that. You don't need to hop in and be this, you know, um, you know, big time driver right off the bat. And that shouldn't be the goal. The goal should be going out there and just having a good time and doing it for the, the driving, for wanting to do well, wanting to go have a blast out there and enjoy it with your friends and family. And that's where it all starts from. And when you have a good foundation like that, you can only keep growing from there. You know, actually, there's quite a few women that race in this series I race in now. And uh, one I would 
there's one that's in a side-by-side that I absolutely love her and I'm super supportive of her and we're I swear we're like each other's biggest fans and she kills it she wins all the time and it's uh it's rad but yeah I think it's I want to see more women in it and I want to see more women doing it uh I want them to be in it for the right reasons for the reason to not be the only girl but to be the racer and to be a competitor and to uh, be out there trying to be the best they can be and be the best one on the track. Charlene and Sarah are both tenacious and tough, but they're also supportive of other women who are exploring the joys of this dirt family. And BFG's support of them as performance team members and brand ambassadors is also intentional. There are plenty of women who are enthusiasts and they've been contributing for years, but there could always be more. It's important for the health of the community to continue growing. Nobody suffers when there are more people in the world who love the same things you love. After all, we all play in the dirt when we're little boys and girls, and there's no reason not to play in the dirt when we're full-grown men and women. The entire enthusiast community is healthier when there are more people involved, whether we're talking about off-roading, amateur motorsports, or just weekend wrenching. Thanks for listening. Join us on the next episode of Backbone as we dive into grassroots racing and what it means to be of Goodrich Tires. Tires.